Hello, and thank you for joining me for episode of 182 of Just One More Row. I am Dana, Dana of Unwind on Ravelry and Instagram, and I'm your host. I want to give a great big thank you to our 6 in 20 first uh, two-month period sponsor, Windswept Monique, aka Monique Leonard. She has been a longtime podcast supporter and a... Uh, and a good and a good friend of mine um, and she has agreed to donate a prize for the first period of six and twenty definitely go check out her design she has a lot of gorgeous accessories she is um, exceptionally talented at designing lace and she has a lot of sweaters in various sizes just lots of good stuff to choose from so definitely check out her Ravelry uh, pattern shop I've got it linked in the show notes and thank you again to Monique all right underway I am sitting here knitting on my Soldatna crop and it feels so good. I have missed doing color work on this. I am so excited about the sweater and we're in a major cold snap here in Chattanooga right now, which I know for those of you who lived in northern climes and in the Midwest, you're going to, you know, roll your eyes when I say what's a major cold snap, but it's been in the low 20s in the mornings. And it takes until after lunch for it to get above freezing most days. Um, so it's been pretty miserable for us here, especially for me with my arthritis and other physical issues. So I'm looking forward to having a nice, cozy, new colorwork sweater to, to wear because I think this is going to be awesome and warm and really fun. So that is what I'm currently working on. I'm sitting here knitting on it right now. I've got my charts up on my phone while I use my laptop to record this episode. Um, I have put quite a few more minis into my corner to corner scrap blanket. Uh, my goal for this year, as I said last time, is 200 grams of scrap yarn. Um, I didn't specify <laughs> what weight, but my goal is 200 grams of scrap yarn to use every quarter. So I'm hoping that I can get um, that I can get that much done easily. I know so far this quarter I've used almost 100 grams, but I haven't touched my blanket in a little bit just because life. <laughs> so yeah, I've been um, I've definitely um, had fun working on that and seeing how the colors blend and just kind of not being so controlling with my colors for once, just grabbing things out of the bag. The one thing I try not to do is pick two minis that are the that are like in the same color family just so that I get that really fun drastic moral and I'm really enjoying it and I think it's going to be a lot of fun to use some of the color combinations that I've uh, noticed that I'm drawn to in like that have uh, just happened to come together because of where the minis were in the blanket I've, I've really gotten a lot of dyeing inspiration from that. So I'm looking forward to getting back to my dye pots when it warms up a little bit. Because right now it's a little bit cold to be out there. but um, And my knee is still pretty, pretty painful. So lifting pots is difficult for me right now. But hopefully, you know, within, you know, a few weeks and, and all that, I can, I can get back out there and, and start working on some new colorways. I also have been working on my Sunset Highway. I have finished the stockinette of the body and now I'm just working on the bottom ribbing and then I just have the sleeves to go. I'm planning on basically just making plain elbow length sleeves and just have the color work in the yoke be the only color work in the whole sweater. 
I was working with some random skeins from my stash and I don't actually have enough of the body yarn to knit full length sleeves. So I'm trying not to get stressed about that and just let the sweater be what it'll be. I'm looking forward to wearing it. I may have to acquire a um, new shirt to wear under it, but I'm going to try a couple of things from my closet out and see how it looks. But I did try it on the other day, and it's a great length right now. Once I put the ribbing on it, it'll be perfect. So I'm looking forward to having that one off my plate. Last but not least, I technically haven't started this yet, but by the time a lot of you hear this, it will be underway. Um, one of the things that I wanted to do for this year that I wanted to challenge myself and actually my friend Alyssa kind of lit a fire under my hind end. Um, I back many, many years ago before I even got married to Chris, I bought a Jacob fleece first shearing. It was a lamb's fleece from someone's fiber D stash on Ravelry. And um, I think if you're a longtime podcast listener, you'll probably remember us talking about this. But Brittany actually was at my apartment at the time when it came in and she helped me skirt it. And we took it with skirting is removing as much VM and poop and all that kind of stuff, mud as you can. And then I took it with me to SAF that year and took it to um, a fiber fiber mill, which they are actually no longer in business. I believe they sold up but they processed it for me and if you're not familiar with different sheep breeds jacob is a really interesting looking sheep they are um multiple colors they are and they kind of are like patch they're like spotted almost like a dog or a cow um, my particular fleece was like a dove grayish cream a medium mushroomy grayish brown and a dark brown that's almost a black in spots so the fiber mill and I discussed the best way to process the fleece and they did what they called a banded roving for me, which means as you lay the roving out, um, each length of it has all three colors like laying next to each other. So when you spin it, it creates a really beautiful marl. So I have been putting off spinning this for ages and to the, for the life of me, I don't know why, because if you've listened to the podcast for any length of time, back when I was spinning all the time, you know, I just, you know, always waxed rhapsodic about how awesome Jacob is. Well, I had this entire sweater quantity <laughs> like sitting in my office in a box. So, um, Alyssa challenged me and said this year I needed to hurry up and spin this. So I completely agree with her. It is ridiculous that I did not work on this prior to <laughs> prior to this point so i am going to be spinning up this jacob fleece into a three ply yarn and uh, it's going to be awesome <laughs> i waited out i had um and it was actually pretty amazing because Jacob is one of those where when you get it processed or if you process it yourself, you usually lose a lot of weight. And I think it was like a 2.8 something pound fleece. And when I got it back, it was 2.1 pounds. So I didn't actually lose even a whole pound. So I pulled it all out and it was in like a big spiral cake. And I pulled it out and there's um, a little bit over three and a half ounces of it that is not um that's not all three colors it's just the darker two colors so i pulled that off and separated it into three pieces of equal weight by grams 
and I plan to spin those and ply them together and that will be my collar, my cuffs, my button bands if I choose to do a cardigan because I haven't picked a pattern yet, and my bottom ribbing. And then the rest of it, I weighed the ball, divided it by six in weight, and then made six equal size balls in grams. And I plan to do two three-ply yarns. So, um, like, they're like 3.2 ounces a piece, so it will end up being 9.6 ounce, two, two three-ply, 9.6 ounce gains, assuming everything comes out pretty equally. So that should be lots and lots and lots of a really good size sweater. <laughs> so I'm planning on spinning it kind of fine. I'm hoping for a three-ply sport weight. Jacob doesn't bloom a whole lot. So I think as long as I don't spin it too, too dense, it won't be super, super heavy. But I'm really excited about getting started with it. Um, it feels great to be spinning again. Um, and I guess that will let me go into Concluded. So Concluded, I actually spun... I wanted to do this sweater spin, so I, two, two bobbins for my Hanson already had fiber, and they were, um, they were already at, doo -doo 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 -doo. like, one of them was completely finished, and the other one needed about a third of the four-ounce braid to be finished, and I went ahead and, and finished up both of those, and Navajo plied them. So, and I totally did not pull my yardages up. Let me get into my knit meter account real fast. Um, one of them was some Perindale that I had bought back when I still went to Spinning Guild. Um, <laughs> back when I had time to go to Spinning Guild. Um, so, it was like spun bulky weight. So, it's like a really bulky yarn now. And it's just 65 yards of Perindale Navajo ply that I dyed in like a really dark color. It's like a really dark like teal. And then... I had some Moonshine Fiber Company, company, um, which is some friends of mine that went out of business many years ago. But I had some BFL from them that was um, Robot Unicorn Attack, I think was the name of the colorway. It was gray sections separated out by, by bright colored sections. So it ends up like a rainbow striping. So really cute. Um, I ended up finishing the second half of that fiber and Navajo plying it and I got 157 yards of that it's about a worsted and then I had a little bit of a bag of tiddly bits from uh gosh I just totally blanked um she sits and spins on Instagram and it's on my Instagram account if you want to see it but I ended up having I had like a little bit of that done and to be honest the fiber was not with the bobbins I was really like trying to rack my brain to figure out what I had done that's how long it had been since I had spun on it but I ended up figuring out what it was and I sat down and spun on it and I got some really great yardage it's a thing it's a like a light sport weight and it's 297 yards of Navajo ply which is pretty good for me um, and it's super wash merino so I finished those so now all of my bobbins for my Hanson are empty so I have all of them to work on the Jacob spin and that makes me super happy. Um, I also finished a quill hat for Madeline's Valentine's Day present. The quill pattern is by Andrew Mallory. It is a paid pattern on Ravelry. And while I was cleaning my office in my little post New Year's blitz that I was doing, um, I found two small skeins that were basically leftovers from cones from my old Wanderlust worsted base that I had thrown in the pan with an, with some other things 
and I just decided that I was going to magic knot them together and use it to make a hat. And actually, I barely had to go into the second one. I came across the knot when I was finishing the last, I think I was three rounds from the end with my decreases. So that was interesting. So I went ahead and it's in the Lonely Hearts Club colorway, which is um, various pinks and purples with some little splashes of brown. And then I got a pom-pom from Fabu Knits on Etsy, and I will link her shop in the show notes. She has a really great deal on their synthetic pom-poms. They are soft core, so they're not real hard, um, and they're removable. They have long strings hanging from them, so you can, like, weave the strings in at the top of the hat and then take it out if you need to wash the hat. But she hand dyes the fiber, the, the pom-poms. So the pom-pom I put on the top of the hat is white at the core, and then as the fibers get away from the core, it turns into hot pink. So it's white with hot pink tips, and it is the cutest hat. I cannot wait to give it to my child. It was very hard for me not to just go ahead and give it to her, but I do want her to have something for Valentine's Day, so I'm going to resist. Hopefully we'll have some cold weather even after that point, so she'll have a chance to wear it but I really enjoyed the pattern um there's a lot of purling and that slows me down when I have to go back and forth so it took me 10 days to knit it which seems kind of ridiculous but anyway all that matters is it got done well in advance of the holiday so that makes me happy um and that was it for finished um incoming I haven't really decided yet I've got a little bit of analysis paralysis um I still do want to work on that um, that stocking that I mentioned last time. That is still important to me to get that done. And when we put up Christmas stuff, I did tell my husband that I wanted him to leave the stockings out, like the box for the stockings out, so that it kind of reminds me to get it done and get it in there. So that may end up, the Christmas stocking may end up getting worked on. I just really haven't decided yet. I mean, honestly, this sounds really ridiculous but I I just I'm tired of deadlines right now I feel like I went a little overboard with Christmas and I'm I mean I don't regret it because it saved us a lot of money and it was nice to make some things for people that haven't gotten handmaids from me in a while but at the same time it's just you know it just, just kind of steals your mojo and I haven't really wanted to knit that much lately so that's another reason the quill hat took so long. But I am doing Crafty Bingo again this year. And that is a um, knit-along, craft-along hosted by Erin of the Bling Your String podcast. If you haven't checked out her podcast, definitely do so. I've linked her group in the show notes. And she has run this for several years. And it's basically a create your own bingo card. And month she gives out monthly a monthly prize for someone who finishes something. And then she also, um, when you post your finished cards, like you get entries for every bingo you've got. So you create your own card. And you can join at any time. So if you're interested in joining in, you can do that in her group. And she sends you a blank card. And the center is a free space, just like it is for any other you know, bingo, and you get to create your goals. And the first year I did it, I went entirely too restrictive and I kind of bombed out early. But last year I went probably too loose, except that I put too many sewing goals on there and I just did not have the bandwidth to do all of the sewing that I had put on there. So I ended up missing some bingos because I overdid it in that direction. 
Um, so this year I've changed it up again and I'm focusing on my gift making, but I've left my goals very open-ended. They are not like to a specific craft. They're just say make gifts because the, the uh, craft along is actually a true craft along. You can use any craft, but, um, you have to, of course, you know, substantiate your claim that you finished your objects. So that's on there. But, um, my main eight goals that I have are to use over a thousand yards every quarter. So January to March, April to June, July to September and October to December. And then also to use 200 grams or more of scraps each quarter. So that's a total of eight goals out of my 24 that I had to come up with. And then, like I said, I've got gift, gift specific goals on there to make gifts. I've got um, the Jacob sweater spin on there. I've got um, to finish Chris's cousin's quilt because that's still not done. Um, and several make a project of my choice and one whip specific uh, square as well. So if you want to see my card, I have a project page already made and it is linked in the show notes. So you're welcome to go take a look at that. Um, I've really enjoyed this. It's, it's a good motivator for me, but it's not overwhelming. So, um, you know, as long as you're not too overly specific, she does at the halfway point in the year, let you change or exchange three, or at least that's how she's done it in the past, um, change or exchange three of your goals that aren't working for you or that you don't want to do. So you're not totally locked in, but you still have to think like that's still 21 goals that you can't change. So you have to pick things that you know that you can accomplish. Um, but I find it to be like a nice, it's a nice and a long, and as with all other knit alongs with other podcasts as long as you know you follow their rules and my rules you're welcome to double dip with mine as well um okay so you say I haven't done anything sewing wise my machine's been put up since Christmas I'm hoping to get it back out soon so that's all I have for that one uh maker's moment a couple of big ones this time number one I got a heat press I decided that I needed to go ahead and get one because pressing things with a home iron is just it's uncomfortable it was irritating my shoulders and my back so I decided that a heat press was a good was a good purchase for me I did some research I found one that was extremely reasonable on Amazon it is a 15 by 15 clamshell press which means the top just goes straight up and down it doesn't swing away it goes straight up and down and it does take a little bit of upper body strength but you know I'm not a weakling <laughs> So I've very much enjoyed that. We got it set up last weekend because um, it took me a little while. I decided I was going to use this as a motivator to gut my office and rearrange and organize and get rid of stuff. And I did. And now I have room for my heat press cart, which is awesome because it has to have somewhere to sit. Um, and it's heavy. So it's nice to have that. And it's got the cart's got a lot of storage. I got it at Harbor Freight. And it was a three-shelf steel cart for 50 bucks which is very very reasonable big shelves so I've got some vinyl on there I've got my accessories for the heat press I'm sure I will find lots of things to fill up <laughs> underneath there before too terribly long but um, since I've had it I made Mad I've made Madeline three shirts and myself too <laughs> so <laughs> it's already uh, paying you know paying some dividends um, Walmart has really great shirts for really reasonable prices so that's been fun um 
And uh, I've actually had a couple of people since I've been posting ask me about do, will I sell vinyl? And yes, I do. Um, mainly, I don't want to dedicate unwind shop space to vinyl stuff. But if there is something specific that you're wanting, um, you know, I'm still learning, so I can't promise that I can do everything that somebody might ask. But if there's something someone's interested in, um, get in touch with me, and I'd be happy to talk to you about um, if I can do it or not. I do like regular permanent like vinyl decals that you would put on like car windows or your laptop or your phone or whatever. And then I also um, have the ability now to do heat transfer. So if there's something you're interested in, let me know. I might be able to do it. Um, also, I've started doing some blinging, which is applying loose rhinestones to objects with glue. And I'm having a really great time with it. It's basically like diamond painting, but without a pattern unless you create one. And it's a good way for me to use my Silhouette Cameo to cut the vinyl because you can bling over a vinyl decal if you prep the cup or whatever underneath properly. So I've, I've been having a good time with it. It's just something that I found kind of interesting for a while. And I know some people who do it and I, you know me, I like new crafts. So I've gotten some stuff and it's like a really cool way to make personalized gifts for people and all that. So um, I have finished three cups. Two were blank coffee cups. Well, one was a water bottle and if you well, a water cup, and if you follow me on Instagram, you saw it, and then I also have done a coffee cup, that was an ombre fade that I'm happy with, and then I did a Dollar Tree cup, where I, it was like a coffee cup, where I just blinged over the top of the printed pattern that was on the cup, and it turned out really pretty, it's very delicate and understated, and uh, I'm working on the fourth cup, which is a present for a friend's birthday, so I'm excited about that. Um, I also have plans to do some some picture frames and lots more cups. I have a couple of, of cup blanks that I've acquired that I plan to bling soon. So that's exciting. Um, but yeah, if you want to see what I'm up to, I'm posting stuff on Instagram. Like, I don't want to post my friend's cup because she'll see it. <laughs> but um, some of the other stuff that I've been doing, I've been posting. And uh, I'm having a good time with it. It's fun. All right. In my ears... I finished my first book of the year, and that was Blue Moon by Lee Child. It's the newest book in the Jack Reacher series. If you have not read the Jack Reacher series and you like, I don't even really know how to explain it. He's an ex-army MP who has a problem with injustice. I guess that's about the only way I can explain it. He ends up getting himself tangled up quite frequently in situations where people are being victimized or taking advantage of and he makes it right usually in very violent ways but he's extremely intelligent he doesn't talk a whole lot so a lot of the book is like description of what he's doing but when he does talk um it's usually in my opinion pretty funny so <laughs> uh if you like that kind of thing if you can handle some violence in your literature and you haven't read any lee child um i highly recommend that you that you read um, those books. I think the first one in the series is Killing Floor, and I give them a hearty two thumbs up. Uh, I am currently reading The Goldfinch by Donna Tartt. It is very awesome. It was actually one that my husband heard recommended on NPR when it won an award, and it has been in my queue to read on my Kindle for a long time. Well, I don't read that much on my Kindle anymore, so I went ahead and picked it up on audiobook. 
and it is really great. Um, there are parts of it that are hard to listen to, but overall, um, beautifully written, very descriptive without being overly flowery. Characters are flawed, and you hate them and love them all at the same time, and sometimes you want to shake them till their teeth rattle, and then other times you just want to give them a big hug. So it's great so far. I'm about halfway through it. Um, I can totally see why it won awards. It was a, it's a very well-written book. Um, after this one, I don't really have a plan for my next book. Um, if you've read anything great lately, feel free to drop a comment on the Ravelry board and let me know where the wild things are. We just did our out of zone lottery submission for Madeline for kindergarten. So keep your fingers crossed slash pray for us. Depending on your bent there. Um, we'll find out on or before February 15th. So that gives us a little bit of time to make some plans if something happens and she does not get in to any of the lottery schools. We do still have the option of applying for a hardship for the school she's at right now. Um, I'm keeping that in my back pocket in case something happens. But um, Chris has pretty much decided he doesn't want her to go there, but he doesn't really have another option other than our lottery. So I'm just praying that something comes through on the lottery because if not, I have a feeling it's going to be a little bit of a mad scramble. <laughs> so like I said, pray for us, send us good mojo, keep your fingers crossed, and hopefully I'll have good news soon. Uh, all right. So into the wool 2020, let's talk about some into the wool stuff. Um, I'll be announcing vendors this Saturday, the 25th. I'm really excited about our lineup this year. We have some fabulous returnings as well as some fabulous new folks. I am really excited about getting to shop from them myself. Um, spoiler alert, I am vending again, of course, but I think everyone is going to really love our lineup this year and I really look forward to having the opportunity to work with them and to um, bring them all together. I think it's going to be awesome. So the dates for this year's retreat are September the 17th through the 20th. The cost is $400 a person and includes eight meals, lodging, snacks and drinks, all activities, your entrance to the vendor market, a fully loaded goodie bag, and a t-shirt. Attendee signups are very soon. They, they are beginning at 3 p.m. Eastern Time on February 1st. The link will be posted in the Ravelry sign-up thread. We will not put the thread up until about two days before, and it will be locked without the link in it until sign-ups are live. So um, if you want to see any information about the, uh, the, the FAQs, that thread is currently up. You're welcome to go check that out in the Ravelry group. Familiarize yourself with it. It should answer most questions that you have. Um, and Tiffany actually did a really great job with going back and pulling, um, pulling the links from the previous year's photo threads, as well as the threads where attendees have asked a lot of questions that may not have been covered in the FAQs. So she's got all of that linked at the bottom. So hopefully anything that you might have a question about is already answered. If not, you can email us at the retreat email. It is in that thread. Please do not send Ravelry PMs. We are not going to be answering Ravelry PMs at all regarding retreat stuff. It is too confusing when things are in multiple places. So thank you for helping us with that. There are 89 attendee spots this year, 10 vendors. So I am a hybrid coordinator vendor, so I count in that bunch. And one of our vendors has two 
vendor spots and there's one coordinator spot for Tiffany for a total of 100 spots for the weekend. When it, when signups go live, because I will not record again before signup, so this is your this is your last warning on that. Um, when signups go live, um, attendee spots are given in first come first serve order, and that we will notify everyone of their status within 24 hours. And then if we fill past, if we have more interest than we have spots, we will go to a wait list. The past several. Several years we have completely filled and then we've had to use our entire wait list in order to be able to fill attendee spots for the retreat. So if you are worried about it, you know, likelihood is you're going to get in because people drop out for various reasons. They have stuff come up, whatever. So don't worry about that. Definitely try to come anyway. And if something happens and you can't come, this is a newer rule that we've had to get a lot stricter on. If you are unsure if you're going to be able to make it, we ask that you please just don't even sign up. Like if it, if there if it's looking like you know you're basically just doing it to guarantee a spot for yourself, just on the off chance, you know, please don't take a spot from somebody else that you know you'll end up dropping out later. Like you know, do it in good faith. Please do it in good faith. And if you do have to drop out, you are obligated to tell us immediately so we can fill your spot. This past year we had six people not show up and two of them did not let anyone know they weren't coming. And people also never paid their money and they never told us they weren't coming. They just signed up and then it was radio silence and those people are now blacklisted. They're not going to be allowed to come back to into the wool. So we just ask that you just show some courtesy, please, for us in our time, as well as for other people who want to come and, you know, treat others the way that you would want to be treated. You know, be sure that if you sign up, you actually intend to come. And if you, if something happens and you can't make it, that you tell us immediately so we can give someone else the opportunity because, you know, it's just not cool with the stuff that happened this past year and in previous years. So just wanted to say that. Um, hear ye, hear ye, final announcements. So the winner of the De November, December 6 and 18, uh, 6 and 19, sorry, I don't know why this is 18. Um, 6 and 19, there were 68 total projects submitted. The winner of the prize is Tiffany, the project bag. And uh, Tiffany, you can let me know if there's a skein in my shop you want or if you want me to tell you what I have in my uh, show stock, let me know and I will do my best to help accommodate whatever you want. Uh, winner of the grand prize for 6 and 19, 12 people completed all six periods, is Jenny Moon Knits. So congratulations, Jenny. Please get with me with your mailing address and I will get something awesome out to you as soon as possible. We've started 6 and 20. I'm sorry I got distracted and never got the the episode, the uh, the thread up for you guys to submit your projects. So I got it up today. So go ahead and post any objects you've started and finished within this past month. Like I said at the beginning of the episode, the prize for January to February is a pattern of the winner's choice from longtime long podcast supporter and fellow podcaster Winswet Monique, Monique Leonard. So thank you so much to Monique for your support and for uh, donating that prize. It's um, it's she has so many awesome patterns to choose from. I'm sure the winner is going to have to dither for a little bit to figure it out. 
NICU noggins. We are going to do that, uh, that knit along again this year. As a lot of you know that have been listening for a while, my daughter was a NICU baby. And we have done the past three years, this is year four, we have done a combined knit along between the retreat and my podcast in order to be able to uh, give away some prizes to people who knit hats to be donated to the NICU where my daughter was a patient, T.C. Thompson Children's Hospital here in Chattanooga, Tennessee. This past year, we had almost a thousand hats. It was incredible. We had so many hats and it was like they were in shock how many hats we had I think I actually put it in the thread um oh we had 1100 hats like that is nuts y'all that is so great so this year we would like to do even better we our goal is 1300 so we would love to be able to do 1300 hats between my podcast and uh, and the retreat and actually T- Tiffany has a podcast too I'm not sure if she's planning on um, asking her viewers to be able to um, contribute hats as well but we would love to be able to do that that would be really awesome so there will be prizes and if anybody wants to donate anything t- donate anything toward the prizes I would love to take take donations but um, there will be prizes and all the details about the knit along are in the thread and that is linked in the show notes. Um, Color Street, um, Color Street is, uh, we've got our Valentine strips back in stock. They are super cute this year. You can check out my Color Street site to see the entire catalog. And I have an awesome rockin' Facebook group that a lot of my listeners are already in. But if you are not in there, I'd love to have you. Um, we play games. I show lots of awesome manis. We, I do lots of giveaways. Um, I've got my entire on-hand inventory listed in the albums there. So if you just want a set or two, it's um, cheaper to buy straight from me in that way so definitely go ahead over and join and if you have not had an opportunity to try color street yet um, I have my sample request link in the show notes just please one sample per customer um clever girl the hat that I talked about last time that um, was a collaboration between me and a designer it has been released and I still have kits available in my shop as well as Lots of other beautiful yarns that I would love to see go to new homes. Thank you to everyone who made purchases at the end of the year and who has actually bought in January because I've had a few sales and I appreciate it so much. So be sure to uh, be sure to stop over and check that out. And the picture of the hat is up as the as the listing picture in my in my shop. So that will give you some um, an idea of what it looks like knit up in one of the color stories but there are three so lots of options um i also wanted to remind you guys about my amazon associates link i am going um i did go ahead and link the books that i mentioned as amazon links so if you are going to be doing some amazon shopping if you would click through the show notes and click through those links before you do your shopping it doesn't cost you anything but it does give me a small kickback and that will help me cover the cost of mailing prizes and hosting fees and all that kind of stuff for 2020 so i appreciate that a whole lot um i do have to put the disclaimer in the show notes every time just because um, that's Amazon's rules, but it doesn't cost you anything. It's the same. You will pay the same amount no matter if you click through that link or not. So if you do not already support someone else by clicking through their link, 
if you would click through one of mine I would really appreciate it this time the um, the blue moon book and the um, goldfinch book those are the Amazon Associates links so um, it is noted in the show notes and I would appreciate it if you would uh, if you would shop via that if you can all right for some reason I thought I had something else to mention I guess just really um, Tiffany's podcast um, I she has just posted her first episode it was about two week and a half or two weeks ago now and she's going to be on an every other week like every two weeks schedule and she's not posted her second episode yet but it's coming soon um and i'm going to put her youtube channel link in the show notes i hope you guys will give her a watch she's not long-winded but she is fun to watch and of course i'm a little biased because she's my bestie but i want to uh, support her if i can because she's supported me for many years All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope you've had a wonderful start to 2020, and I'll talk to you soon, okay? Bye-bye.